tonight. I did it. What's up, everybody? We're on YouTube. <laughs> what an intro. It's episode 15. Shut up and scribble. My door is wide open. I just realized that. Peter's here. Taylor's here. JR's here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. So keep the political commentary to yourself. Or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. Remember that time that Peter hit a massive dab on the show and no one reacted except for me? <laughs> on this show? No. <laughs> on it was just... what I called it was what I called Castro Beta. <laughs> I was like, I dabbed after I said it. And as soon as I dabbed, I was like, dude, what the fuck did you just do that for? That intro is perfect because it then makes it past the 30 second mark where I can't swear. I was going to say, Peter, just that's the first time anyone's dropped a, a curse word before you did. Is it is it te- is it thirty seconds? I thought I've been trying. I've been I've been shooting for ten minutes. I've fallen <laughs> flat on my face every time, but I thought it was ten minutes. <laughs> well, we're probably, not fucking I, going ten minutes. I can I tell you that. Just, yeah, but this is just sabotage. That's all. If I I'm do. editing something, I typically take everything out of it, any f words out. That's just your for maximum reach. Religious no, moral standing, though. No, that's. I mean, Hiller does it too. Yeah, freaking freaking. <laughs> So what's up? Hey Peter. How are you guys? This is um this feels a bit special. I like this. It feels very intimate. Yeah, it's weird not having like 12 boxes with everyone talking over everyone. Who is self-help book? That's an interesting uh they have a bit of feedback for us. What's you up? Your up? Down. It means she thinks she, we should we should put brown paper bags over our heads while the intro's going so that you don't have to see our me and, faces. me and Will were dancing. Are you kidding me? I hit a little. We were head bopping. Uh, or we should do like, you know how Chase and Bill, like one of them's playing the air drums. One of them's, you know what I mean? Like, they, they really get into the music. We should do something like that. Like we should just lip sync what she's saying. Just hit that. Hit him with one I will of those. say, I, I did think about this the other, that, uh, the other week, that there should be a video playing while the intro is going instead of us sitting there like. Could you get the picture of uh, J.R. and Taylor in their prom pose and just have it, you know, the way um, there's not even not even dance. But, you know, that like, uh, you know, when you're in a meeting and the TV is on pause and the thing is moving around and you try, (laughs) you're waiting for it to bounce into the corner. Just have them. I can do that for sure. Easily. (laughs) That would be great. Good idea, Peter. Invoice us. Who's he referencing? Didn't Jared write Grabiel? Jared, Jared, uh, fucking Subway, Jared. Jared Grabiel, isn't it? Somehow I manage. No, that's Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you referencing, Keeper? We all know, I think. Should be a video. <laughs> all right. Workouts. <laughs> And well, whether or not well, they're, whether or not they're mean, good, that's you're what like, we're talking you're about. Like, you're like the bumpers in the, in the which bowling alley. are we talking about, dude? Okay. All well, right. I know Taylor's just going to read the comments and laugh for the first 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, are we talking about NorCal first? NorCal yeah, CrossFit? I'm having a terrible day, but let's go. Tell us about it. No way. I couldn't tell. 
Taylor just sent me a freaking book to my phone. Does, I'm like, oh, that's that mean, what I know. Does that <laughs> mean? Does that mean you gave Will a verbal lashing? No, yeah, it's no, like give him a verbal lashing. Every two, a literal lashing. Every two months, Taylor has a freak out day, and I just my phone just starts blowing up with these massive text messages. And every time I say, "Hey, dude." Why don't you tell me like some of the stuff before you just get to like a list of five things that you want to happen at one time, and then it never happens. So when we were on the phone earlier talking about programming and all of a sudden he says, you ever feel like you're just getting really overwhelmed? <laughs> I should have sent you a text about like, Will. Will my shit out to the and then, world. And then I he just, I was having a bad day, not exactly what was happening. And then dude. he just tries to overwhelm someone else so he feels better about it. <laughs> Exactly. It reminds me of this girl I dated and it would seem like before every class that I was about to coach, she would send me this text about the worst thing that happened to her, knowing that I was about to coach a class. I'm like, well, now I'm going to think about this person hanging themselves in their closet while I'm trying to brief the 2115.9 of the whiteboard. Um, anyways, North Cal Classic. Did you guys see the alien? Did anyone First, believe that the alien was real until you yes. knew it was fake? I, I thought it was real, dude. I knew it was fake as soon as I, well, I thought it was fake from the beginning, but then whenever I saw someone grab it and I saw that it was like literally this big, I was like, what do you mean I'm someone like, grab it? Someone actually physically grabbed it. Yeah. grabbed it. Oh, jeez. And then I was like, we all know it's fake. Cause I know aliens are at least eight foot tall, but also it's like, it's all, I always find it very convenient how any kind of evidence of alien is exactly what we find in the movies. It's never like, like, why are they always humanoid? Why is it not like, you know, this, like our imaginations are so narrow that it's like, well, I mean, it has to walk like us at least and have four limbs. I mean, anything outside of that is impossible. And it's like they found that there's a 30% DNA that's unaccounted for. It's like, so the alien is a 70% match for humans. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan, when Joe Rogan talks about how, like, Aliens probably don't have a physical form. Aliens that can transport here, if they exist, I think they're probably like just this mass of consciousness. Anyways, like that's a little a bit bl too. A blob of jelly. It's just really funny that this Mexican guy is standing in Mexican Congress with a little two-foot doll that somebody made. <laughs> and they're in coffins. They're like in coffins. He's like, this, this is an alien. <laughs> He's like, I don't actually think he's Mexican, is he? He's, I think he's Peruvian. Whenever or anyone, or maybe that's me. where they they came from. God he, damn, who's paying this guy? He's like, he's like, hey, can you go to Janet's office and grab those two coffins I had sitting out? There are 70 percent human, thirty percent paper mache. But I'm going. <laughs> it's like, what's 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 the other thirty percent? Bullshit. What? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Hey, dude, dude I heard exactly that exactly what that thing is. I heard that there he's like a tomb raider, and that it's just pieces of like old skeletals put together. He's Laura Croft. Who's Laura Croft? Tomb raider. What? What? <laughs> dude, what the fuck? Will come is that on. from Tomb Raider the movie? That Peter just added paper mache for his class. Am I the am I the Lauren Khalil of Shut Up and Scribble? Uh, Taylor, have you ever I'm played the, that I'm game? The one that, that uh, doesn't get the movie references, and then the guys, the the two guy hosts, get mad at me for not getting movie references. That's yeah, a game know. reference, though. It's not even uh, a movie reference. But Tomb Raider's a movie. It is as well, but it's shit. Um, Taylor, have you seen? Um, uh -oh. Have you played that game? What game? Like Tomb Raider One. Should oh. I answer this? That's the Mexican guy it, saying, "ASA, you need to chill on the failed." <laughs> I'm getting a porn. I'm getting a porn call.
I heard you're saying my aliens are fake, man. Dude, that, no, dude, it, it might be accent. the alien, dude. <laughs> that's just thirty percent. Well, they are always trying this to phone home. So. Classic calling for me and Jr. to fix our programming. Jeez, was that your attempt at a transition, dude? Hard take. People are itching at the bit to. Hey, Peter, come on! It's a kids Sorry. show. Itching at the chomping at the bit. Chomping itching at the they're bit. They're itching at the bit. They're just. They need to fix. <laughs> they took the Russian, the Russian crocodile. What is that? For what? What are they itching? What are they itching for? For uh, to t- someone to talk about NorCal Classic programming. That's why there's 103 right. people watching. All right, let's do it. So NorCal Classic programming. Um, anyone that listened to Chase and Bill yesterday, I thought it was like impeccable timing because whenever you pull up workouts for a competition, whether it's like Madrid or Rogue, Wadapalooza, NorCal Classic, the the geeks that are programming nerds jump to immediate conclusions. Wait, wait a minute. I've ran the MWGs and I've, and I've done all the time domains and this is not, there's 10 events and three of them are under three minutes and four of them under five minutes and all this stuff. But I think it's really good to get some context into the history of certain competitions. A lot of times people are aware of biases in the big competitions. I think, Swimming with Wadapalooza, they think robust and heavy workouts sometimes with strongman influence at Rogue and maybe the lesser known competitions. They don't know that, hey, they always do something outside or they're always in the dirt and they want it to be grassroots and they want it to say what a lot of people (laughs) think of when they think California. They wanted to be in the dirt. They really wanted one person to be in the dirt at that <laughs> running workout. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to talk about that. That's hilarious. Yeah, so I think it, it is good to start that off. Like the, the show they did yesterday where Bill was kind of like, hey, like remember what this is supposed to be. Um, me and Taylor can argue and Peter can argue do, about. Do, I'll just do what I just did. I'll just if, interject. If, if you're having a competition that involves fitness racing, is it supposed to be? crossfit methodology meaning everything has to be balanced everything has to be you know, there can't be too much monostructural they can't be too much weightlifting there can't be too much gymnastics and i think we get into that mode of hey if you're doing any competition especially if it's for money the fittest should prevail and there should be a balance always and there i shouldn't be any biases and i think that's a little bit unreasonable on our part uh... also like um now I'm going to talk because he has to turn off his mic. Um, Mike makes a good point there, Poolboy, in the comments. And it's something that I've, I was talking to Dylan about it yesterday where you have, like, you're under pressure. There's other, there's other things to think about rather than just, like, right. Like, Boz has this perfect thing of, like, I can do whatever I want within certain confines and make it perfect and all balanced across the season and across this thing. Whereas if you're, like, a growing competition or you're, like, hindered by space or you have scaled and intermediate and rx and everything you can't just be like well it has to be perfectly balanced it's like all right then scale just can't turn up because someone needs to miss out and you need space for this so they have to miss out and i think you you know it does come a point where it's like rose tinted glasses and all things being equal and everything being perfect yeah like it should be all balanced and everything else but the reality is you need to make money you need to have enough money to put on the event every year like you could potentially do NorCal Classic as a perfectly balanced event and then just never be able to put it on again. <laughs> so, like, that's the reality of it, that, like, you need to fund it and you need those lower divisions or those, like, 
lower skilled divisions to to turn up to fund it and then it, the more of them you have then maybe you need to move venue or whatever like there's all these different constraints and it's not as easy as it is for not saying boss job is easy but it's not as easy as that like where it's just your event and budgetless yeah but yeah but shut the fuck up here yeah but shut the fuck up <laughs> Um, here's the it's, deal. It's, it's, I'll it's, say it. It's always going to come down to what's more important to you. Is it more important to you to continue to grow the event from a monetary standpoint, from a participation standpoint? I mean, I think they said yesterday there's like 700 competitors, which is incredible. I mean, that's a ton of people. So instead of having 10 scored events, do you just have six or seven? And you can still have the same number of competitors, but the variation of movements, the equipment, the um, amount of time spent on the floor still balances out. Yeah. So I, mean, I, just, I think there there still is some give and take there. Um, and I, I mean, the, the, look, look, look at the partnerships. It's incredible what they've done as far as building. Right. Why? So why do they have those partnerships? Like why do they have those partnerships? So here's because they here's, have money. No, I'm saying, how did they get them? How did they get those partnerships? I mean, they know? F- for me, Longevity. like Ben Alderman, Blair Morrison are like they're they're legends like they're like everyone knows who they are whether you know ben alderman from um him crushing the snatch ladder or on one of Sevon's behind the scenes he says i'm here to keep everyone honest if you let your foot off the gas pedal i'm gonna beat you like i know that quote from ben alderman just because of how many times i've watched those behind the scenes i know blair morrison because he was like doing tie-dye before anyone thought tie-dye was cool right and he was going to mountains and hanging rings and doing workouts like they're famous and then they put dave's name on it with the online qualifier, that's already <laughs> going to get so many people. What a comment. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, think it is that. I think that's why the brands are there. Because it's like... Because Dave. Cause reputation. They have a relationship re- reputation. Dave. Reputation. That and they, have a re- and they have a relationship with Dave. They just okay, have, re- reputation and vouching then. Right. I, I think that 100% is the reason. I also don't think that these partnerships or brands care one bit about programming when they're like, okay, I'm going to support an event. Let me look at the program. I know one, that no does. one fucking does that. You know, one does. I know one that does who nah. can't say it. Shan't be named. Say my yeah. name. Say my name. Have either of the people involved with crash or, um, Charlotte said either of the, Anybody that's like supporting it financially said, yeah, but I need to see the workouts. No, they care about how many people are showing up. Yeah. That's it. How many people will see it? How many people will? Yeah. And and is right. it like, is it go, not, not is the programming good, but is like the venue up to scratch, the judging up to scratch? Like, are people going to be complaining about it in two weeks time or are people going to enjoy it and want to come back and talk about it? Right. And the other interesting, when you were bringing up what Bill and Chase talked about on their show yesterday remember what it was about like no i don't actually i don't remember what it was about because i have no idea what it's about other than it's this huge event that was put on because semifinals got canceled and their first place prize purse is twenty five thousand dollars. workouts also weren't announced to your point until the night before for the final so like i don't really know what i'm getting myself into say i'm a high level athlete i know that the prize purse is 25k it's a crossfit event I'm excited. Workouts get announced and they have a head scratcher event, for example, that has airsoft guns in it. Airsoft, <laughs> bro. 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 Come on, dude. Like that's just 
I don't see it. But like for you, does it depend on who's doing it? Like when Rogue had a shooting event, did you have the same reaction? Yeah, I think it was. I think it's. I think it's. The biathlon was post Olympic event where I'm like, eh, I think airsoft guns. That I think is super dumb. Um, yeah. Is Taylor freezing up for you guys too? Yeah, yeah a little bit. Nice. Whoops. So yeah, let's like don't talk about airsoft guns or I'm gonna I'm gonna dox you, dude. <laughs> let's pull up the workouts so we can go through them and look because a lot okay. of people probably don't know what they while, are. While you're pulling them up, I did a workout once that was like uh it was a like a, a airsoft is like a pelican, right? You put a little steel pedal into it. Is that yeah, what you I, guys, I used yeah. to have an airsoft podcast when I was like thirteen. <laughs> but it's I uh, if you miss if you miss shut up Taylor if you miss the target you have to do uh you have to do burpees you have to do 10 burpees for every shot that didn't hit oh my god I did so many burpees like it was I didn't hit once and it was like a 15 minute workout you can have guns in Ireland ah like fake little yeah BB guns like basically you just throw a rock at a tree and if you miss it you do 10 burpees potato but yeah you throw a potato at a potato (laughs) (laughs) uh all right tell me where to go jr which what do you want to look at first yeah so i mean like we can just go through them well can we first talk about what what you said in terms of remember what it's supposed to be like what is it supposed to be is it supposed to be this old you know not classic crossfit like school gritty like is that like (laughs) explain that to me yeah so and i may be paraphrasing what bill said yesterday but essentially Remember when it used to be like this, we used to grill out. We used to have a beer after the workouts. We used to sit around and be like, Hey, what do you want to do? Hey, let's just race as fast as we can. 800 meters. Awesome. Let's go jump in the lake. Okay, cool. Let's, uh, let's do some things that normally you wouldn't be able to do in an off season competition. Kayak 5k. Yeah, that sounds sweet. Let's go do it. Like, I think that the, the simplicity and the old school nature, which we can get into, we're seeing that come out in this competition and, if you're not really OG, because a lot of people say that they are and they're just not, should we be doing that right now? When programming competitions, especially those that are getting so much monetary kickback, is there something to be said for why the triple option isn't ran by every college team anymore? Because it's, it's not relevant anymore. Teams know that you don't do that if you want to score a lot of points. But at one time... That was just what everyone did. So when we look at a competition, we're like, you know what? That's super OG. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Should should we be changing with the times as far as programming goes? Or should we be always clinging to CrossFit roots? We've Me and you have talked about this a bit on various shows in private. <laughs> you've, you know, you've spoken the phrase, yes, but. Like, is nostalgic good? Is old school good? Is getting back to the roots good? And the phrase that you use to describe both of our opinions kind of is yes, but. And I think that's the key. You still see some teams have a triple option play in their playbook. But like you said, they don't run it for the entire game. You still see some events that, or like Boz, brings back an old school movement. Like the L-sit seated legless rope climb. Um but it's not a hundred L pull-ups for time. <laughs> like that's, there's, there's a place for it. And just because something is old school and that it was done in the past, 
and that then it was cool or that's what you did then doesn't mean it's relevant now, cool now, appropriate now, should be done now. Um, I mean, they're just like, it's think about a, to me, there are a lot of examples I could use. I guess one that's maybe most appropriate is like a car window. It's nostalgic to have a hand crank car window, but it's also fucking dumb and annoying. And who wants to sit and go for five minutes while your window rolls up? Like it's a lot easier and cooler to just hit a button that's automatic. Um, well, I wonder too, like when people look at some of these workouts, right? There's a straight up swim. There's a kayak. There's an 800 meter sprint for time. There's a double broad jump. So we see a lot of single modality. And right now it appears like single modality is coming back, right? A lot of people are choosing to do it. It got a lot of praise at the games this year for doing a 5K run, a bike only, a lifting only, a gymnastics only. Do a lot of people that are looking at this programming know double broad jump? That's like a tip of the hat to the broad jump at the games. Um, 800 meter run. That's like a tip of the hat to the sandbag run or whatever. Like, do people see this and they know, hey, they're they're almost like paying their respects to the old school ways of programming. And if that is the point, why is that bad or good or bad? But does it matter like if we know? Like, does it matter if people as in like if you have an event that's a standalone event and it's not part of the season? And I'm going to get back in my lane now in a second. But if you have like a standalone event that's not part of the season, can it not just be what it is? And then like, if you want to know if it's right, just survey the athletes and the spectators and be like, hey, did you enjoy it? And then if the athletes are like, fuck yeah, it was great. And if the spectators are like, yeah, it was great. Then it's perfect the way it is. And why change it? Whereas like, if it's like part of this broad, like calendar year long piece of programming that's supposed to slot in then yeah obviously it matters like because if the open and the semi-finals or whatever have nothing to do with each other people would be pissed off or if they're doubling up people would be pissed off but like this isn't that it's like a standalone competition that i mean they've done pretty well to get the amount of prize money that they have and like run it whatever way you want and then if everyone enjoys it do it again next year you know, instead of like, I understand like assessing programming is like the thing, you know, like, and it's like, you know, is it good, is it bad, whatever. But like, I don't think, I think it's objectively, you can say, you can assess the programming objectively as like a programmer and say, well, I wouldn't have done this or I wouldn't have done that. And that workout with that workout doesn't make sense, whatever. But assessing a competition's validity or the rightness or wrongness of them doing things a certain way is kind of a moot point when it's a standalone event not part of a broader season or something and it's just like just ask the people that were there was it good if they say yes then keep doing it if they say no then fuck your broad jumps pick something better i think assessing the validity is important when you're saying you're running a crossfit competition and i also think what you said about it's your competition do whatever the fuck you want hold some weight i do know that i've had a lot of people reach out and we're like what in the world is this in regards to Northern California classic. That being said, I also know that that event is still going to grow and get a lot of people the next year. The same reason that CrossFit competitions that have been put on for years that have no business existing or programming continue to grow and continue to have people sign up because people like to compete. And there's for a long time, there was a pretty big hole i would say in the market for good competitions or places where people could feel like hey i sign up i have fun i go compete and they don't it's weird i don't know the athletes really a lot of them probably don't think about the programming they think hey was this run well did i like it did I have fun um was it values 
Yeah, but I do think that it falls on the event organizer to, if you're going to call yourself a CrossFit competition, it's just my opinion that your event should be CrossFit. And that means that it's well-balanced and that it's all 10 general physical skills and not five workouts with one of those 10 general physical skills. And that it's also not that like, I mean, safety is important for athletes. I would say that probably a lot of the athletes that lined up into that 800 meter run where half of them were on, on the curb, the other half were in a sand dune and the other half had like one foot in a fucking drainage ditch gutter. Like, and had to run around a pole in the first three meters. They're probably like, man, this is not that safe, but there's $25,000 at the end of this. So if I break a leg, fuck it. That's just, come on, man. Like, you, you know, uh, Yes, yeah, so I got two things. Um, first thing, to Peter's point, should what people are calling showcases be competitions? Because I'm pretty sure there's a, a pretty um, professionalized showcase coming up in the UK pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And that isn't for prize money. That's appearance fee. So here's the deal. If you're going to say something's a showcase, should it be a competition also for money? Or should it just be, hey... We're going to let these people come and put on a show for everyone. They're going to be working out. They're going to be doing CrossFit. But we're not concerned with hitting all the time domains. We're not concerned with balancing upper body pushing and pulling. We're not concerned with balancing squatting and hinging. This is just a show. So that, that, that raises another question. And then to Taylor's point, with the good or bad thing, if the competition is being programmed so that people want to sign up for it because it looks fun, that can be more important than whether or not it's a good test of fitness. It's really just ultimately all up to the event programmers and organizers. And we can sit back and say, yeah, it, it looks fun to swim, get out, do an obstacle course, jump up on the rings, do some muscle ups. I'm never going to get to do that in my training. I'm never going to probably do that in a competition. So I would love to sign up and go to California to do that. Or there are going to be people that say that doesn't get me ready for the season. So I don't want to do it. I would probably argue that there's a lot more people that want to do a competition. That's more fun comparatively to the amount of people who are using competitions as touch points throughout the off season. I also, I don't think that there are some events in this competition that just aren't fun to me when I read them. Like, I don't read that and think, okay, this is fun. I also don't think that in CrossFit, you can have a showcase without competition because I think so much of what is the showcase for people watching a CrossFit event is the effort that is drawn from competition. Um, and when it's like, okay, it's not a competition and everybody's just not trying now, like, well, what the fuck am I going to, what do I watch? Like, what do I, why do I care to watch a bunch of people work out at 70% or 50% effort? It's not like the home run derby in my opinion. So is the open a well-balanced fitness test? It's what the open this year is probably more well-balanced than this competition with seven less events. I think with only three weeks, it doesn't matter how many two-parters you have. When it went away from five weeks, I think it becomes very difficult to say it's a well-rounded right. test of fitness. <clears throat> so what sets the standard of, of what a CrossFit competition should be? What yeah. sets the standard? Probably the games. Isn't, it, is, isn't it though like finals. you have those, you know, like the CrossFit games, the, re, the remit, the 
whatever purview, I don't know what the fucking word he used. The aim of the CrossFit Games is to find the fittest on earth. So right. then you're talking about your 10 things and, you know, like balance and everything. Whereas, like, if you have hypothetically, I know, Taylor, you really care about programming, but like, if you didn't and you just had the Charlotte Classic. And it's like, you're not saying that you're finding the fittest person to turn up at the competition. You're just saying you're finding a winner and a second place and a third place. Then it removes the onus that's on you to say, well, this work has balanced out by this one. And then, you know, like, it's just like, I guess, horses for courses, I suppose. And like, once you're not claiming that you're like, NorCal aren't claim, I assume, Jesus, I assume, they're not claiming that they're finding the fittest. And I think, do you know what I mean? It's just like the winner. And the second place and the third place. And... But if you're calling yourself a CrossFit competition, then by nature, if it's true to the methodology, the person who wins your competition is the fittest there. Because the fittest person is the person who can perform well across uh, the 10 general physical skills or the balanced task. So if you're using the word CrossFit or – and I don't know that they are. Maybe the North Northern California Classic. It's not a CrossFit competition. It's a classic competition. So I guess I can go – jam something up my butt i just think that when you're alluding to this okay this is going to be crossfit and you get there and it's not really and it and it's not and we can we'll go over why i don't think it's crossfit well, what is like um you know to taylor's point we've argued about this before because i know he doesn't really like it when anyone compares crossfit to other sports because it is unique but if you think about different competitions in the same way that you think about like the landscape of the competition, you think about the landscape of different golf courses. And you know that if you are playing a Lynx course or if the British Open is at a Lynx course, you need to be able to be long. And you know that you have, if you're going to the Masters, you have to be able to hit narrow fairways. And that's just the shape of the competition. It plays for a specific type of athlete. It doesn't mean that whoever wins the Masters is the best golfer in the world. So, why can't these competitions be like that? Where, hey, if you're gonna win Rogue, you you gotta be you gotta have this skill set. If you're gonna win Dubai, you have to be able to go long. If you're gonna win Wadapalooza, you gotta be able to swim. I think that's a good thing. I think I think that is a good thing. I think what you are doing though is you're taking something that's on a really broad spectrum and saying it's either like golf or tennis, where a clay court versus a turf court or a grass court. Some athletes are going to be better on one than the other. And then saying that this event is comparable to a CrossFit event that's well-balanced. And it's just not. It's like not even the same sport. It is so different. Yeah. There's right, just well, way it, too much of uh, there's way But when you, when, you, when you trickle down and you have like say local, like more smaller local comps than NorCal or whatever, like I'm, go <laughs> I'm, going, to, uh, I'm going to an event and the last time, the do two a year and the other one that I was at, every workout was seven minutes because they're restricted by venue numbers, all this kind of stuff. And like, yeah, it's not perfectly balanced. And like, no one's going to be doing a fucking marathon row or, you know, like whatever, like a big long workout or anything in that seven minutes. But like, they're making the best of what they have with what they have. And they're trying to make it as balanced as they possibly can within that. But I still call it CrossFit because they're still, it's still high intensity. It's still, you know what I mean? Like it's, right. you can't have, it's just difficult to have everything, I guess, is my point. This it guy's is. comments funny. The double broad jump was cool and different. I want it. <laughs> Which, hey, but it, I don't know if you guys heard or not. I want to, I may be Congrats, wrong. He, he'll correct us. I want to say that he double broad jumped 22 feet. which is That's insane. crazy. Like, that's yeah. really, I mean, that's really cool that he has that kind of skill set. 
um, to just show up and do something like that based on his background. Um, before we get too in the weeds, though, we're already 30 minutes in. Can we can we pull up some of the my shorts some are of the full workouts? Of Let's pull this yeah. up. Having done broad jumps on self-made like two weeks ago and felt like the most unathletic human <laughs> to ever live. I commend anyone that was doing double broad jumps and making it not look shit. Anytime Taylor programs them at the gym, it's like a struggle to hit the five the five foot line. I'm like pull <laughs> out jumping every time, and he's like, "Go faster!" I'm like, "Dude, this is like my max jump." I was doing it here, like behind me, and I was like, "Man, oh man, I'm gonna crash into that bike! Like, I'm gonna destroy my." Wasn't even close. Like, I was like barely. Oh, it's just so hard. <laughs> okay, so there's ten events. Start with go to yeah. Just scroll all the way up. This is score. This is the first score of a two score workout, and this is a 300 meter lake swim. And it's part of a longer workout, correct, JR? Yep. This is a cool workout. Yep. Let's so lake swim. Swim, that's cool. You're not going to be able to do that in a lot of competitions. If they wanted it to be balanced, they probably should have swam with dumbbells or something. So it's probably right. So that was a part of this workout. Your score is the first 300-meter swim, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yep. And then it was like a, like an obstacle course, um, and it ended with muscle-ups. Obstacle course run, muscle-ups. Cool. Good workout. That's two scores. Monostructural, long workout. Yep. Next, double broad jump. So we get to double broad jump, and me and Taylor will go back and forth a little bit about this. I was a big proponent when we were talking about games programming and predictions about, you know, what if what if there's a little wrinkle in there and they did like a max vertical leap, right? They just did that. But they did that as a way to test explosiveness, a.k.a. what a lot of people would think about strength, right? Explosive hip opening. Why is a vertical leap not any less? Why is a vertical leap any less important than a max power clean or a max hang power clean? And I think it's a really good argument that holds up. But what Taylor will remind us of is, okay, you've tested that and now you're going to do a max snatch. So although a lot of people will see it and think, oh, broad jump, max snatch, that's not even close to the same thing. It is very close to testing for the same athlete. Yeah, very similar athletes going to win a one rep max snatch and also have a massive broad jump if they're if they're I would also say though that the the unlike a, a clean the snatch is a lot more technical. It is more so, technical. So if you don't have technique right, you're shit out of luck, but you have to have massive hip extension, explosive power, speed and strength to snatch heavy. You also need all those things for a double broad jump. One is just a zero skill to a degree, and the other is extremely high skill. Um, so if they, if they took a snatch and they made it heavy and they put it in a mixed modal setting and not really in a one rep max setting, would, you, would it make you like the double broad jump more? I would rather see the broad jump in a mixed modal setting. Okay. I think that would be pretty cool. I, I mean, either though, but yes. Okay, next. Next, upside down. This is like, this is one of those things where when you're telling me, oh, they want to be old school, nostalgic, simple. I'm like, well, this ain't simple. <laughs> at I, saw, all. I, saw, I saw it at the games. I saw it like, I saw it. So we need to put it in. That's what this sounds like. Not simple. In and, any I, way. and I think Chase asked Bill yesterday, and they can correct me if I'm wrong, but pretty sure they said, hey, originally it was bar muscle up. We saw them do the pullovers at the games, and we were like, you know what? Let's let's do pullovers. And 
a lot of people are going to program competitions and think the exact same thing. A lot of people did that with shuttle runs. A lot of people did that with wall walks for a whole year. A lot of people have done that with crossover double unders and single unders. They're going to see it and think that's the sexy thing. I'm going to put pirouettes in for a handstand walk workout. Wall walks is sexy. To me, the, the coolest thing in the competition is that they, they went for it, took a risk, did something creative that I haven't seen done before, and mandated backwards handstand walks. Some people are going to hate that. Some people are just going to be like, eh, whatever. If they're there, cool. If they're not, cool. Kind of like the pirouettes. Some people love them. Some people hate them. But I commend them for being creative with the backwards handstand walk. But to me, just leave, leave it bar muscle-ups. Um, I think that's going to be something we see now over the whole year. Everyone's going to practice pullovers. That's great. But that doesn't mean they always have to be in a competition. Do you think the pullover is a good test of fitness? It's a good I, way to exhibit I, my lack of fitness. By I, watching think way to I, think it's, I think it's a good, I think it's a good way to test coordination. Okay. All right. I think over. So when you see this workout, we, talked a whole lot about it and the consensus was eh. okay so next they they got some sexy in with this workout like this is the sexy workout of everything right if everything else is like very easy to follow very grassroots very og like they did throw in some creativity there with that workout with the with the backward handstand walk and all that and the yeah right okay all right this workout 5k kayak for time i think this is cool but I go back to a 300-meter open water swim already being tested for points, which is monostructural. 800-meter sprint coming up already being tested for points, which is another single modality monostructural event. And by single modality and monostructural are different. Single modality is one thing you're doing for a score, right? Just running, just kayaking, just doing pull-ups. Monostructural is like a cardiovascular, cyclical, repetitive thing. So the swim is one, cardio, 800-meter run, another, single modality, cardio, 5K kayak, another, single modality, cardio. That's three out of 10. That's a little crazy to me. I think it's good that they went long. I think, it, that, I think the positive of this workout is they did something really long. Was In, the obstacle course workout not? How long was that? Not nearly as long as this. This is probably, I mean, yeah, well, this is way longer than a 5K run. You would probably, what, this right. is like 40 minutes? <laughs> yeah, this was long. And I think only the elites did it, which is cool, too, okay. that they that they gave them a little something to, to do that's a little bit more demanding than the other it, divisions. It does remind me of the games when they did the kayak and how it was frustrating at how some of the athletes, they just sucked because they didn't know how to use a kayak. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hate to see that on some levels. Like at the games, it's it's – I mean, look, it's okay. It's cool. I, I like the event. It's a cool event. 5K kayak. That's cool. Let's go next. Yeah, and I think I think the winning time on this was what, like high one hot, like one fifties, one forties, maybe, maybe so even faster than that. So, so probably not eight hundred, but just a good old fashioned foot race. Okay, yeah, and and you've talked about it. We're we're keeping track of the single modality monostructurals. And then we've also got the broad jump that I guess we're going to just going to put in the gymnastics category. Um, but, you know. Wow. They really are. They're, <laughs> this is just like the 5K at the games. 800-meter dash, but 600 meters. Well, I don't know why they just don't call it what the true distance is. Um, interesting. 
I also think when people are like, okay, people want to just go and do cool things at an event. That's like the last thing I think of. That's <laughs> why, like, <laughs> what's a cool thing I'm going to go do at an event? 800 meter dash and a double broad jump. I mean, it's a good race. Next. I just don't think this is the place for it. Next. All right, I'll start on this one. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I and I've thought about thought about these workouts entirely too much since they've been out. But you know, at the games, everyone wanted to know what Helen was going to be. Everyone wanted to know: is it going to be two kettlebells? Is it going to be a barbell? Is it going to be like no one thought it was going to just be dumbbell snatches? Everyone just assumed it was going to be some kind of swing. And we saw the age groups do a variation of a Russian swing, where the standard was like handle above the brow, right? And even that, there was some talk that it was still kind of a hard standard to judge, but they still kept it classic with that. I would love to know in this workout, was it originally written as a grip test with Russian kettlebell swings, or did they have some influence from the games like the pullovers and decide, hey, I think we can do swings. Let's just do Russian, make it easier to judge, make it be 50 reps of time under tension, who can climb the rope under fatigue. Based on the other movements they had, Right. They had some hinge. We had some hinging coming with the sandbag workout. They did the snatch, but that was very low volume. Um, we're going to do a lot of squatting pretty much in the last couple workouts with the thrusters. Like this could be double kettlebell deadlifts. It could be double kettlebell hang clean. It could be light double kettlebell hang snatches. But the Russian swing is the last thing I thought they would do. Did you like it? No. Cool. Um, yeah, I again, I think you give an event that you want to get people excited about. I just don't look, is this give a good stimulus for sure? Great stimulus, but I just don't see like where where are you getting the idea that people, especially elite competitors that are there to compete for twenty five thousand dollars are getting excited about this workout? Like where do you create any separation on this? And show that one person is fitter than another. I mean, I, but I guess people have said in the chat that it's not about finding the fittest here. So sorry, I'm actually going to go back on what I said. So like, <laughs> it isn't about if if you're claiming it's not about finding the fittest, then that's fine. But like Jr. said at the start, um, if it's an exhibition, then you know, like you made the point of if it's an exhibition, do you do you pay out or whatever? Like I'm fine with it being an exhibition and still charging or being like just a competition and charging and paying out or whatever. But like, then you need to make it a spectacle and like fucking thoughts of watching, like me going to watch an event or watching online and watching a 5k kayak, an 800 meter run, albeit with some humorous trip ups <laughs> and like then watching them race 50 kettlebell swings and then climb a row five times. It's like, you would, if if you're going to ignore the fact that it's balanced, like if you're going to not do that, you at least have to make it wildly entertaining then. Like you at least have to make the races like this, like for time shit, where it's just one thing and then another thing better be epic. Well, like the 800 meter course better be perfect. This person did the workout and they they loved it. Yeah, but so they didn't I mean, watch it. I mean, like me right, watching right, right, it. Right, right, right. Like 50, 50 kettlebell swings. I'm going to lose track immediately of where everyone is. Like, I'm not going to be able to follow that. Counting. Yeah. I do you know, like that kind of stuff is annoying. Yeah, for sure. I do think it's important that the athletes should have 
a good time. That, that, yeah, no, yeah, I, I accept that. Totally coaches. accept that. But I think you're right. you're, How do you your want two it? considerations will be like athletes, fans. And it's like, are they having a good time? Like just workouts, not even the competition, but are they having a good time on the competition floor? Are, like, are the workouts good and enjoyable and stuff? And then are the fans able to watch, get excited, whatever, blah, blah. And like nothing will bore me more than watching a five kilometer kayak where I see them for 20 seconds. And then I'm like, is that him or is he gone? And then watching people fall over like, yeah, great. I actually would like to watch that. And then this, the 50 kettlebell swings, it's just like, come on, like do something different, you know, like do something more, get me giddy, like by the first bit, if you're going to yeah. do the rope climbs at the end. But what the fuck do I know? I don't know. No, hey, your input is valuable. No, I think it is important, and it's something that I talk about with Taylor a lot where I struggle with, you know, the fact that we're going to stream it this year. So do I need to put the presentation, the flow, the spectator experience before the test? And the answer is always no, that I come no. back to, that the test yeah. is more important, and I care a lot more about the workouts than I do about how they look. But it comes into play. It comes into play a lot more than programmers want to admit. But it should be your it should be your second. That's your second priority. The other the other part of that, in my opinion, is that a test that truly is an awesome test of fitness, whatever element of fitness you're trying to test for, can also be equally as entertaining for an audience. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And if you're so set on something like Russian swings and rope climbs, well, that's just your fault as a programmer, and you can find something that tests grip endurance and your ability to climb, climb a rope just as well as this workout that's also a lot more digestible for people to watch. Yeah, and there, there, are, there are things that just some people love. Like, like some people that love Russian kettlebell swings may loathe dumbbell stepovers. They think they're clunky. They think they're stupid. They think they look bad. They think that they're not fun to watch. You're just walking back and forth over this wooden thing. Like, cool. I love stepovers. So it's no different than, than, than us saying – I hate Russian swings. Why would you ever put those in a competition? It's no different than if someone looks at one of our competitions and says, I can't believe you did stepovers again. Those are so stupid. You know what's really similar to a Russian kettlebell swing? A hang power clean? A double broad jump and a snatch. Unfortunately, all about hip extension, speed, power, explosiveness. I mean, there's the element of grip, and it's 50 reps, which is quite So a does a sandbag clean go into that category? Sam sandbag clean is very hip extension. Next workout, sure. please. <laughs> Who's got them hips, baby? Who's got Shakira would have won this competition. Yes, we talked about this, and this is like, you know, with I will say with a 10 scored event competition, having something like this definitely fits. Like if you're if you're not gonna have six or seven workouts, you want to test strength basically under no fatigue. There's a little bit, there's a few double unders in there. Um, then this this fits and we've already talked about the juxtaposition between this and the explosive hip opening of the double broad jump taylor just alluded to more hip extension on the kettlebell swings we'll have the sandbag cleans coming um but yeah heavy barbell I i'm just gonna say that a competition like this with this much backing i don't think that the equipment is going to be an issue right so you have this workout and you have the thruster finale coming up and there's your barbell. You have a kettlebell workout. You have a sandbag workout. You have um, some odd objects in the adventure race. You've got a kayak. Like the equipment spread has been there. Uh, no dumbbells, <laughs> which I think that could have been mixed in, especially with the finale. Um, but yeah, like heavy barbell, 
That's cool. People want to do that. People want to max out. Whether or not you think there's a place for it in programming, people love to do it. What What do you think when you – if someone just says to you, big snatch energy, what comes to mind? BDE. Big dick energy. Then what comes to mind? Go back to big snatch energy, then what comes to mind? For me, it was big vagina energy. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> That was a perfect fell flat. Love it. The dead can. Do you know what? I was actually going to. I was going to respond, and I was Fuck. like, "No, no, leave him sit. <laughs> leave him sit." <laughs> what kind of energy is that exactly? Okay, I love the workout name. I think that's hilarious. And I have big vagina energy, bro. Sounds like someone who can carry their shopping in from the trunk of their car with <laughs> three bags at once, one in each hand. Holy fuck. All right. <laughs> this guy goes going to an all fat chicks brothel. Big snatch energy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got a cup, another couplet. This is this is also single modality, right? There are two movements, but it's still single modality. Weightlifting only. Sandbag, sandbag. So you got clean and then the squat, and the squat was bear hug. Um, to me, like that's a, that's a sneaky risk as far as from a programming standpoint, I don't know what the standards were for this. We could ask Logan, we could ask pool boy. Um, I think a lot of times people avoid the bear hug position on a squat because it's hard to tell whether or not the sandbag gets offloaded on the inner thigh at the legs, and yeah. at the bottom. And you see a lot of people going to that shoulder squat, like they did at the games with ski bag. Um, but like for what this is for like a sprint workout, this is cool. 15 reps, nothing to slow you down, descending. But we're going to get another couplet with the Fran. We just had a, we just had a, you could call it a sprint chipper, right? With the two movements, kettlebell swing and rope climb. Um, so yeah, no, another couplet. I, I would have expected at this point, we got like a classic chipper or maybe even another triplet. And then another couplet. And then this got changed. I think they went up to 115 and 75, which I think was a was a great call because you would have just had, you know, who can ride the line with movement standards like way more so if you had 95, 65. Mm-hmm. Putting in a reverse order definitely makes it harder. Um, Taylor, programming, like if, if you had the reins on this programming and they sent you everything and you said nothing changes but the finale you have to keep the movements. What do you do? With pull-ups and thrusters? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably do a some sort of death by, I think, format. Right. Cool. Oh, I actually just saw this and was like, uh, I would do 45 chest to bar, 45 dumbbell thruster for time, 45, 45. And Knowing the to, standards from that, what was that European event that did the dumbbell thrusters? That was a whack job. Yeah, they would have to they would have to advance like every nine. So they would they would all everyone would do the pull ups unbroken, and then yeah, yeah. Who, who could hold on for forty five dumbbell thrusters? Dumbbell uh, thrusters. Standards aside, I know that's a mess as far That'd as dumbbell cool. thrusters go, but um, yeah, I just think like put dumbbells in place of the barbell here, and it's already way grippier. It's mm-hmm. already um, more challenging, and yeah, I mean. You can't get more OG than Fran, more classic than Fran. I would probably do a buy-in each minute of a particular amount of pull-ups or maybe a longer time domain and then just build thrusters until you fail. I think that would be a cool, like, advance the bar, 
once you get past a certain minute, keep advancing each minute that you continue. Um, I like and what's that. interesting, like, you know, to Peter's point about having all the community divisions do the workouts and not have them like not be able to walk for two or three days after you don't look at any of these workouts and see much volume. So right. despite the fact that there's 10 scored events, like I think that you need to have volume to separate and that you need to have ample volume, especially with elite competitors to really dig into like muscle stamina and endurance, but you don't really get that here. And is that purposeful that they didn't have to do more than a hundred reps of anything? Or is that what caused the leaderboard to shake out the way it was? I mean, did, did, did everyone go to the competition just assuming Tim was going to win? Did people go to the competition assuming Andrea was going to win? Like, I would love to know those things from the competitors. Who, who won on the women's or on the men's side? Sean Sweeney. Sean Sweeney. Okay. Well, that's and not surprising. Who Brit, won on the no, women's side? Brit, Brittany Weiss. Over Andrea Nissler. Weiss, sorry. Oh, Weiss. Over Lauren Fisher was second, wasn't she? Over Lauren Fisher, too. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need a lot of volume to make a good event, but you do mm -hmm. need to test test it to a degree i mean that's another part of crossfit if you take the programming online course it talks about balanced workouts between low volume and heavy moderate volume moderate weight high volume low weight high volume moderate i'll weight. be back in one sec um all sorts of shit that's just odd that you know like okay, you we said, won't be here when you get back not a lot of volume and i'll be here you can go not a lot of volume and a lot of like three minute or less workouts yeah so when we look at the programming as a whole the, the huge thing that stands out to me and that I would worry about kickback was the fact that four of the scored workouts were about three minutes or less. And that not just for the top, for the winners, but for the majority. Everyone. Yeah. There was something really, really long. There was a lot of single modality. And I mean, shoot, I have single modality, you know, coming in crucible and I'm going to try to going to try to balance it and own it. And there's gonna be people that think that it weighs in too much. I'm also using a different scoring system. So I would argue that if you have a scoring system that truly rewards for specialists and punishes specialists that don't have all their bases covered, single modality can be a great tool in program design because you can have someone take points away by beating someone by two to three minutes. Likewise, you could have someone who's really, really good at one thing, who is terrible at something else, fall out of a podium contention spot just because they're not well-rounded. Peter? You got you to go, don't you? Don't you have to go, JR? No. Yeah, I, I got to go. Pick Me? Oh, no. I'm okay. I was just saying goodnight to my kids. Yeah, you guys go. I'm all right. What do you Love mean? You. What do you mean you guys go? Well, I got to go pick stay. I, I got to go pick her up. You go. Love you, bro. Love you, Love bro. You. Love you, you bro. You look great, JR. JR looks great, doesn't he? He always looks great. He's got a nice glow. Yeah. Do, you think he's, do you think he spray tans? Have you ever gotten a spray tan, Peter? You probably, you probably look pretty good. Yeah. What? <laughs> With a spray tan? Wow, isn't it amazing how quickly the wheels came off? Just like seconds after he left. It just went downhill. <laughs> out. No. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite workout or competition programming? Or do you have a favorite year of the games? Oh Japers. Um my workout. My favorite workout, and, and a lot of people don't like it, my favorite workout is Chaos. I just love that idea. Oh wow. Have you ever done it? No. Okay, but just you to like watch. chaos. You like chaos to watch at the games. Loved right. it. Okay. I just thought I was like, this is so good because it's like you have those people that are 
you know, like nobody really knew what was going on, but then you also had the people who were slightly behind and saw a hand go up and they were, then they had the gamesmanship of like, oh shit, I think I'm like four reps behind them. So I can pick up the, you know, that like in game changing of your tactics as you realize what was happening in front of you mm-hmm. or like seeing the next person, like seeing Vellner move on to whatever you were like, okay, I need to do this differently to be better prepared for that than he is. Or I like that. Like, it's cool. What's your favorite workout to do? See, I'm like, like really shit at CrossFit. <laughs> um, I love, I love the most of the Thursday conditioning pieces. You like cardio like, machines? Yeah, it's just because it's so low skill. It's like I can't fuck it up. Like I hate, <laughs> I hate myself during, before it, during it, and after it. I hate like every fiber of humanity, but like. I can't, and I won't be restricted by anything. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to get caught up when I get to the, like, it's going to be, you know, a one man bottleneck when I get to the pull ups. It's like, it'll just be that. I do like workouts. Um, I do like workouts that have like two or 400 meter run or something in the middle, you know, like every so often. I like those kind of ones just because, yeah. like, sometimes it's nice to be alone with your thoughts and just think about, like, why are you not better at that thing that you were just doing? <laughs> <laughs> next next week is four minutes on two minutes off for eight sets on thursday four minutes of work two minutes of rest for eight sets alternating between round one 500 meter ski then max distance standing bike neither next, of which i can do because i don't have a skier or a biker go on next, next interval next interval reverse it 1000 meter standing bike max distance ski so you just do row and assault bike yeah 500 meter row and standing assault bike uh to cave dastro's point uh, it might be my favorite workout but it's my wife's least favorite oh wow make sure workout is baby making my wife's least favorite <laughs> although i'll tell you what it's my fastest time I... <laughs> fucking i had this wrestling yeah. coach I had this wrestling coach where if we didn't, if we weren't close to making weight or we got in trouble, we had, we would have air dines at our school and he would take the seat off and you would just have to fucking bike on the air dine with no seat. So same thing as an assault bike arms going. And if you sat down on the air dine, it was like an even narrower metal post. It was like getting pegged right in the B hole. So you wouldn't want to do that unless you were a different kind of kid. Yeah. Um, no, I'm trying. I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing some stuff with Filthy 150 for they're they're doing like a competition in a couple of weeks, and I was like, oh, I'll do. Run. I ran their social media at the games and stuff like that, and she was like, oh, you know, we'll pay this out, whatever. And, I, and then she put up that they were selling equipment, and I was like, can I just have a concept bike? <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be paid. Just give me the concept bike. And she was oh. like. She was like, yeah, I mean, that's over double what we agreed on, but I like, <laughs> see what I can do. And I was like, yeah, but I mean, you can write it off or whatever. I don't know, VAT. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but um, that's my plan. Nice. Concept bikes are sick. But even just it's like you can actually, you know, you can watch TV on it or, you know, you're not going to piss off the other person in the room. Like a salt bike, <laughs> like your neighbors can't yeah, watch TV. Can't do you that. Know, like, no. Yeah. It also would kind of piss you off in the room, probably, if you had a biker. Like, don't have that illusion. Like, if you took a biker inside, your wife would probably be pissed. Yeah. So, just know that. Just put a box around the fan. Yeah. Just put a whole box over your face. What? (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) 
Uh, hmm. Dude, you know who Theo Vaughn is? Peter? Peter? No. no. Damn, dude. He's really funny. He's coming to Charlotte. Uh, sorry, not Charlotte. Winston-Salem, the same day as our competition. And I was, like, really debating. Changing like, the date. Getting to, yeah, <laughs> scrapping the competition, going to see this guy. No, just buying tickets and going that night, like after the competition was closed for like you know a four or five hour trip. But not my parents it. were going to come visit me for the first time in two years since I've been in Charlotte, and the only time that worked to come was the weekend of our competition. So they're coming. Nope. Oh, oh, what? Damn. Someone, someone ages ago was like, you guys. So JR referenced something. I can't remember what it was. And the entire rest of the time he was talking, I was like, is he talking about, is that a CrossFit thing or a football thing? <laughs> I was like, should I know what that means? And then someone asked in the comments, ask him what he thinks it is. And I was like, okay, it's obviously a football thing and I'm not supposed to know what it is. Because I was like, I didn't listen to anything else he said because I was like, what? It was something to do with a triple or a three or something. I don't know. It was a three. Try the triple option? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you're a big football guy now, Peter. Yeah, I've watched Swamp uh, Kings. Kings. Yeah. So big Tim Tebow guy. Big Jets fan. I was like texting Tyler Watkins, being like, "Oh, why does this happen? Who's this? And what?" Like just constant stream of consciousness questions. <laughs> and then, like halfway through, I was like, "Is this a coincidence that like another guy that there was a documentary made about is in this documentary?" about like you know that what's his name hernandez or whatever they yeah, killed yeah, it yeah. yeah i was like th- like i paused it and i was like to my wife i was like i fucking know that guy she's like how do you know i was like i don't know but i know him and then i was like how would i know an american footballer and i was like oh he killed someone and then killed himself yeah that's how you know most american footballers i was a big jets fan until aaron Rodgers tore his achilles dude i'm that's so how- so bummed about that how much does that suck it didn't it seem like a bad so injury bad. and then yeah that's- <clears throat> i'm so sad about it and then whenever he like posted. I mean, just imagine how much hype was around that whenever you're that high profile and the entire like biggest city in the United States is hyped that you're there. You yeah. run out with the American flag, it's going bonkers, and then four plays in, it's just like, yep, you're done for the season. And um, still beat the Bills, though, which is crazy. It was a crazy game. And the quote of when Sauce Gardner Gardner said he went in at halftime and Aaron just looked at him and said, Sorry, kid. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm about to cry. Dude, Sauce uh, Gardner. What a freaking name, too. I know. Um, so, has Chick said that when I'm watching American football, I'm wondering why they're not flopping on the ground when they get hit. Um, well, Ireland are currently at the Rugby World Cup, and they don't wear pads or helmets because they're not pussies. And, um, <laughs> and if you watch like a hurling match as well, or any clip of hurling, you'll see why I'm not wondering why they're not flopping around. They literally carry sticks and like hit each other with sticks. In, and hurling, all, in Irish, in Irish in, rugby, in hurling, no. each other. No, that's like one rugby, of rugby plays, is the right? same everywhere. It doesn't matter where you're playing; it's the same rules. What's uh, hurling? Hurling, hur- hurling. The ball is about the size of a tennis ball, but it's like made of hard. It's actually this is a child's one, but it's like a smaller version of that, basically. Oh, it's a baseball, like a uh, baseball. It's the size of a baseball, but it's not as hard. You know what I mean? It's like there's a bit of give in it, and um. You play it on a full pitch about the size of, sorry, field, about the size of a rugby field, kind of. And you have everyone, there's 15 people and you have a stick and you get one point if you hit it over the bar, three points if you hit it into the goal, with like past the goalie. It is nuts. I showed Tyler the other week and he was like, this is murder ball. He was like, this is crazy. Sounds like nut ball. You ever play nut ball? 
No. Where you sit in a circle with a, a ball of your choice with a bunch of your guy friends, and you just you guys are all sitting on the ground, legs are in like a V stretch position. This sounds you're like a circle jerk. Circle. No, no, but you're not naked. You have your pants. You're fully clothed, and one person starts with the ball, and you just roll it and see if you can hit your buddy in the nuts. Also, Rambler said he went to cornerback camp with Sauce, and I just really have a hard time believing that that's true at all. Maybe he means he brought. It was like, maybe he means he brought some ketchup or mayonnaise. <laughs> It was a kid's camp. <laughs> I, he brought some ketchup. I heard maybe it was the Make-A-Wish oh. camp that Sauce Gardner did. <laughs> Dude, chill, chill. It was not gay. It's really the game. The Basically, the nutball is who has the toughest nuts. <laughs> do, you, do you ever hear the game? Oh, maybe I won't do talk about it. It's okay. <laughs> I retract. I, I'm recoiling into my shell. Don't worry. I'm not going to bring that up. I'm not going to bring what up? I just thought of another game that I heard about, but it's so sick. Don't <laughs> okay. worry about it. Okay, let's not talk fine. about it, dude. Oh, um, right. Hurling. Yeah, that's American hurling. Nutball, essentially. Oh, JR can't be on the show, but he can be in the chat. He he texts and drives more than anyone I know. Hey, get off your phone, dude. It's dangerous. Is it is it legal there? You're like there's texting no is on there... your phone? Fuck no. Yeah. Or texting when you're driving? No, it's not legal. Texting on your phone. Um, yeah, it's really illegal here. What like, do they do? Grab um, it. You have to sit down with your feet in a V and roll a ball. <laughs> <laughs> roll a ball at the policeman and then he rolls it back. Uh, oh, somebody. All right, we got to talk about the, the Wadapalooza qualifiers. JR wants to talk about that next week. For those of you in the comments asking, JR wants to wait till next week to talk about that. So we're going to dive in nice and deep next week on Wadapalooza. But what do they do to you if you get caught texting and driving in Ireland? In Ireland? We have we have like a penalty point system. Um, so you get three... Is it Z-score? Z-score? <laughs> you get, uh, if, you get, if you text really fast, if you get text the fastest, you get three points. Um, no, you get, I think it's three points for speeding or regardless of like, you know, two miles over the limit or 20 what um yeah it's the same you get a fine and you get um penalty points and if you get 12 penalty points you lose your license for a year and the penalty points last on your license for two years so like say if i have six it takes two years for the six for the first three that i got to disappear off my license so like you can mm. accumulate them um and then there's like court appearances fines like that kind of shit or if you do something crazy they'll take your license off you like if you if you drink drive and run someone over <laughs> they're not just gonna be like ah here's three penalty points it'll be like that's yeah, you pretty similar this. to how it works in america we have penalty points as well yeah do they call is police a universal term no i call it that to make it oh. accessible for you what guys. are you we guys call call constables the constable <laughs> oh no not no. the constables are coming <laughs> we call them constables all right um no we <laughs> we call them guards so it's like guardy shiakana is like the term and then we call them guards it's like guard guardians of the peace basically is what wow, it comes from. um i wanted to ask so i should have actually asked the guy that was doing it but i saw an athlete the other day doing i can't remember what he called them uh but it was i'll see if i can find it it might have been in a story wankers do you ever call the guards wankers hello wanker no um the it's a good way to get off penalty points though um <laughs> if uh P, pd savage was doing these it was like the bottom half of a burpee 
So he was like lying down on the ground and then coming into like a squat, but his hands were still on the ground. Do you know what I mean? She's fucking the ground. Like he was lying on the ground, bringing his feet up to his, where his hips had been. I don't think his hands were coming off the ground. I think they were still like not flat maybe, but like touching the ground and he was in a squat and then he dropped straight back down into burpee and he did 200 of them for time. Why would he be doing that? A sprawl. Sounds like a sprawl, but you are not. He had a name. He named it. Then let's look it up. PD Savage. I'm going to. It's not. It was on his um, stories. Um, Because like he, James Jowsey is his coach and like, he's not the type to just be like, no, fuck it, do this. Like he'd have a specific, but I was like, it's obviously some kind of weakness or something or perceived weakness that he has. That they're probably has weak, he might have weak hips or just bad at hinging in general because that just sounds like an obscene amount of hinging. Hinge, hinge, hinge at the at the hip. Yeah. Close the hip, open the hip, close the hip, open the hip. It looked awful. It looked like the type of thing that you see it written down. And you're like, oh, that wouldn't be too bad because I don't have to stand up and jump. So that's fine. But it's like, I'd say after about 10, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it just don't sounds ever... like you're trying to blow your back out. Yeah, don't ever program it, please. Are you one of those guys who gets back pain from burpees? Uh, no, I think, you know, there's, you probably have to do them fast enough to you accumulate enough to do what it. on a weekly basis. What makes your back hurt? Do you get, do you ever get back pain? Do you suffer? I'll suffer from chronic back pain. Is that you? No, okay. no. really never. That's dope. I've never had a sore back. I've had like a stiff back. You know, if I've done, yeah, I don't bent over row or something yeah. or whatever, you know, you have like a, you just kind of need to roll it out or whatever, but I've never been like, Oh, I cannot train or I cannot pick up my kids or whatever so far. Will's back's blown out. What caused it, Will? Uh, the initial thing was throwing a railroad tie off of the road when it was flooding. Oh, sheesh. Those are heavy as fuck. Yes, yeah, I'm super strong. <laughs> apparently not, <laughs> not strong enough, apparently. Working out with the wife. <laughs> Mason Mitchell had a stiff front tail earlier. <laughs> Were you watching that show, Will? Do you know what a front tail is? Yeah. If somebody says front tail, what do you think? First well, thing that comes to mind. A penis. Okay. All right. Just curious. Would you ever call it that or would you just say no. penis? Okay. I have penis. never heard that before. <laughs> we can't. That's like something that's like something that you'd say to like if you've been a what do you like call you it? You would read it in a children's book, but yeah, like you call it like kindergarten teacher, right? Where you teach like four year olds. If you've done that for like thirty five <laughs> years and you've lost your mind. And then you're like, guys, make sure and shake your front tails when you use the toilet. You know, like, it's just like where you've gone. Like, you're never allowed to do jury duty again. Oh you've been like, yeah. or if you're on, or if you're on a list, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, like, you, if you're I'm, on a I'm, list, you can't use those words. I'm not allowed to say that word. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, all right. We're going to talk about Waterpalooza next week. Um, JR is on my show tomorrow. JR is going um, on Coffee Pods and Wads tomorrow. In, in 20, 24 hours and 20 minutes, JR will be on my show tomorrow. That's crazy. So everybody swing by, say hi. We got a lot of swingers in the chat, so she'll be over there. Hog up or hog down. Listen, uh, sign up for self-made training program. You can do it. Peter does it. I literally, if I can do it, I mean, fucking hell. Like, a, a pillow with no arms or legs will be able to do it if I can do it. Like, a pillow with no arms or legs. How many modifications, which modification version do you normally do? The first one down or the second modification? Or the fourth? Uh, it depends. So, like, 
I can't see it from here. I write I write up on the board on a Sunday night what I'm going to do for the week. Like I write up options. So I write up seven workouts, six, no, six workouts, five from you and one from dad hours. So like if I come home, I did dad hours like yesterday because I was like, I've got 20 minutes max. So I just did a dad hours um, and it's fucking awful. And then all the rest of them. So I'll do, um, if there's one with like muscle ups, forget it. Like, if there's one more pull-ups, sometimes what I do is I make my own modifications. So like, this is where I train, but I have a pull-up break outside. But like, basically from next week, probably not going to happen training outside, like just here with weather and shit. Um, so I'll modify, further modify my modifications. So I'll be like, all right, I'm just going to do rows on the bar instead of like body rows because I can't get outside yep. or whatever. Yep. Um, oftentimes, like you did, you programmed one the other day and it was with kettlebells um double front squat hand clean and jerk yeah and i'm I'm doing that i think tomorrow then i say but i'm doing it with dumbbells because i don't have two kettlebells perfect um then the other day i did hang snatch um that broad jump hang snatch one and i i don't know if i've ever done a hang snatch with a kettlebell before and i did one uh so we have a 22 well, no, we have twenty a twenty-four kilo and a sixteen kilo kettlebell, whatever the 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 usual open male yeah. weight and female yeah. weight, whatever that is there. 15. And then um, we have the same in dumbbells, a set of fifteens or a set of the female or like RX open weight and a set of the male RX open weight, because um, I don't know how to convert it. And I did one, <laughs> I did one hang snatch. Where, like I was like, I'll just warm up and like I'll just I'll just see what it's like. And I did one, and I was like, my fucking forearm. <laughs> like why is this a thing oh my god it was so sore i was like honestly for 10 minutes i was just like i've broken my arm like i've definitely broken it and then my answer to that was my answer to that was i'll try it on my left arm and i did it on my left arm <laughs> the exact same thing happened and i was like all right i'm obviously doing something wrong so i watched like videos and shit and i was like oh you don't just like loop it and let it just like, go like bonk onto the back of your arm so i was like there's actually some skill to it um but yeah halfway through that workout i modified that and i was like fuck this i'm using the other kettlebell like this one's way too heavy i was like okay i understand what the stimulus is supposed to be here and i'm definitely not getting it by doing like sets of four and then like taking a break and stuff um so yeah sometimes so you used a dumbbell there too no i used my wife's kettlebell oh okay perfect yeah, yeah. Did it, was it okay yeah like i got a serious sweat on and i was you know like laughably shit at the broad jump so as you'd expect um but yeah i'd say i'd say an answer to your question will i'd say anything with high skill i immediately dumb down sometimes like two jumps down um like gymnastics stuff especially i'd say a lot of the time the kind of heavier workouts i scale those because twofold like one i basically ignore the strength for about a year and then uh secondly i can't be too loud because usually it's before my kids get up or after they go to sleep so i can't be like doing single you know snatches and dumping the bar or whatever yeah um and then yeah other times i modify during so i might be like i'll be doing a workout and i'd be like oh here fuck this like there's no way this is what he meant it to be like like there's no way he meant it to feel this way like i shouldn't be like grinding out front squats with the bar in this workout it's probably supposed to be 
do a quick set of 10, move on to the next thing or whatever. Um, but I, what I, one thing I do like, and my wife loves it as well, because I'm, I'm like giving her the programming for free. Um, one thing that she loves and that I love is that current, um, and just to be clear for people who might think that this is an ad, I wasn't brought, well, I don't think I was brought on specifically for this, but I just want to give credit where it's due. Um, the front squat, back squat, front squat, back squat thing is like abhorrent, but brilliant. Like I've never done that kind of training before. I've done, you know, that classic CrossFit, you go into an affiliate and it's like, oh, um, you know, five by five front squat, five by five back squat. And then yeah. you do your workout or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> JR, you dick. Um, but, uh, or I've done um, progressive overload over the course of a, you know, se- season or whatever, where it's like, oh, we're going to do sets of 10 then for four weeks, then sets of eight for four weeks, then sets of whatever, you know, like that kind of way, like 10, 8, 5, 3, 2, test or whatever. But these ones are like um, an EMOM or every 30 seconds or whatever, front squats. And then you immediately do more reps at the same weight of front squats, but less sets. And then you do, or else you do front squats and then back squats with the same weight for more reps. And I just fucking love that for two reasons. One is because it's like, I'm literally looking at the time going like, all right, I got to go now. Instead of being like, oh, I'm still a bit tired. I might just wait like another 30 seconds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or rushing it and fucking it up the other way being like oh i'm probably okay and then like i just wasted an hour by not training myself hard enough um but yeah i really really like those and she's a big fan of them as well because it keeps you on track honest do you when you do them do, do you find that you have enough time to do the strength and the workout within 60 minutes or is it a bit of a tight squeeze sometimes uh no i'm definitely under like i'm definitely okay. yeah now i will say <laughs> you're gonna love this especially coming from a man who had uh, hernia surgery. So if big, I go into... Big on warmer upper, I would assume. Oh, my God. Like So yesterday, right? Did I do yesterday? 30 seconds, two back squats. Yeah. So warm up. I'm just going to read this out. People can do it. <laughs> it's not my program. I don't care. Uh, so warm was like two-minute rower bike, two minutes of alternating Spider-Man lunges, uh, two minutes uh, bottom squat stretch mobility, then two rounds of the empty barbell, five front squat, ten back squat, then two rounds of five strict press, five, oh, that would have made sense for the finisher, five hanging knee raises, <laughs> five push press, five half-range GHD sit-ups, then start building to squat load in five to seven minutes. I walked in, I did a squat, like an air squat. I kind of mooched around a bit when I was down there, and then I was kind of like, oh, I kind of feel okay, and I started building to the first set. <laughs> If you would have done, if you would have done the warm up, would you think you would be under time? Curious. Mm, I would have been fairly tight. I'd say you'd be, you'd be close. I probably would have been. I, I'm assuming I would have been, but I would have been fairly tight. But a lot of that would have come down to like the workout took me longer than it probably took most people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I like there. That's a perfect example. Will right? So it was the finisher was for time ten GHD sit ups. <laughs> Just sit on your up. assault bike. Sit on your assault bike and put your toes up on the <laughs> So, like, also, even if I did have a GHD, I mean, I want to be able to like sneeze and shit. Um, see, sneeze and shit. Uh, so, is that what happens was, when you mooch around in the bottom of your? <laughs> it was ten GHD sit-ups, ten strict barbell press, twenty toes to bar, twenty barbell push press, thirty. Uh, toast bar, 30 dumbbell shoulder overhead, 40 GHD sit-ups, uh, 40 single arm dumbbell shoulder overhead. So I did 10 sit-ups, 10 barbell strict press, 
20 sit-ups, 20 barbell strict press, uh, 30 sit-ups, 30 dumbbell shoulder overhead. I did two <laughs> shoulder overhead with the 22, with the 50s. And I was like, yeah. well, literally, I will fucking die if I continue <laughs> to do this. So I dropped down to the 35s. Yep. Then I did 40 sit-ups and I did 40 single arm shoulder overhead. I went back up to the 50s of them because I was like, well, my left arm can rest when my right arm is doing the five or whatever. But like, those kind of ones I just modify like the the modification on that I modified it to just like that is not going to suit me so I'm just going to yeah. do and like I'm someone who doesn't need more than sit-ups like I need to do more sit-ups but I don't need anything that's a more challenging version of a sit-up than a sit-up currently so is that something you ever want to progress to like these higher skills is this is that something you're completely you just don't care about and Currently, currently, I couldn't give a fuck. Like, I've got a two-year-old and a three-year-old, right. and, like, I don't care. Like, it's not a high priority. I want to sweat, and I want to feel like I've done something, and I want to improve my, I don't know, like, um, view of myself and my aesthetic view of myself and my mental view of myself. So I use training to, like as an auxiliary force towards that. Yep. And, like, I don't care if I can't do a handstand push-up um, now. Now I'm hopefully a time will come where things simmer down a bit and it can be like, okay, yeah, like now I'm in a position to, I want to fucking heavy clean and I want to, there was a period of time where I was obsessed with all that shit. I wasn't good at it then either, but I was obsessed with it of like, oh, I really want to like, you know, if you're, if you can RX a workout, it means you're good. Like that was my whole thing. Whereas now I'm like, the alternative to this is sitting on the couch and not getting worse, but maybe not getting better. So like I'm going to just dose myself with this and see what happens kind of thing. How long did that workout yesterday take you? Um, one sec. You don't remember your, okay. Yeah. Will, do you remember your times? Mason, that squat series is not a comp train knockoff. It's just called cluster. 1324. That's perfect. And I actually, I did the rowing thing this morning, the condition this morning. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh man, I feel like shit. Like I'm so, I just did like, so I looked at my uh, whoop and it was like um, 16 minutes zone two, one minute, 20 seconds zone four. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I did this wrong because <laughs> I was like, I feel like I should have been in zone four or five for more of it. But then I looked at your parentheses, as you call them. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm actually fairly close. Like, so that it's obviously all right. Like I was like one or two seconds out on one or, you know, and also I got up at 10 to six this morning. Sorry, 5.50 or whatever the fuck he called it. Um, came downstairs, sat on the rower, turned on the clock and went because oh, I was like, I, I need I need to go to work. Yep. So I was like, right, start my 500. First 500 was like 148, but then all the rest of them were like 143. Because like the first one, I was just like, my, I don't even know if my eyes were open for Damn, most of it. Peter. All right, bro. One but I also three. will say, that's not a concept roar. Ah, uh, it's a one of those water. Things. No, it is. It is. It's a knockoff concept. It's like a black box. Like uh, it's an Irish company that makes gym okay. equipment, and they made. But I know just from feel, I know that like if I give that one really fucking hard pull, I know I'll get a calorie and like nine tenths. <laughs> you know, like maybe two if I give it a good. If I get a good two pulls on it, I might get four calories. Do you know what I mean? Oh, wow. But the the pacing is probably, you know, like it's probably more accurate than the calories anyway, wouldn't it be? Closer. I don't know. Mm. Um, what's the verdict? Oh, I did this workout yesterday. James Hobart posted this workout. It was 150 oh, yeah. burpees for time. 
at the start, two air squats. At the one-minute mark, four air squats. At the two-minute mark, six air squats. Every minute adding two air squats to that like buy-in until you reach 150 burpees. And to me, it looked like he got to the point to where he was only doing air squats and did not finish that workout 100%. Um, and I asked him how he went and how it went, and he didn't respond to me. So I'm assuming He tied to in his story, though. He did. So, but I would have just imagined it went poorly because mine did. I changed it and I was like, Hey, I sent this to one of my friends who I trained with at the gym. I was like, let's do this hundred bar facing burpees for time at the start. One clean and jerk at the one minute mark, two clean and jerks at the two minute mark, three clean and jerks, et cetera. At one sixty five, one fifteen, And I did not finish. <laughs> How many bur- burpees can you do in a minute? Uh, like going as fast as I can bar facing burpees probably 30 and if you had to do it over like like six, like my hundred minutes like my hundred burpee for time time not bar facing my hundred burpees for times like 409 or 413 i can't remember one of those two numbers what, do, what do you get in the seven minutes <clears throat> well it depends on the variation of burpees like is you know the way they open like just seven minutes for for uh, seven burpees or seven uh, minutes for time like or for a upwards of 150 um so, but this workout i still went out pretty hot i like three two one guy did one clean and jerk then i did 21 burpees in that first minute and i did 21 and i had like it was at the 51 second mark so i like got up and like waited for nine seconds and caught my breath did two clean and jerks boom went at it again 17 burpees this time right around the 52 53 second mark got up pulled back a couple deep breaths three clean and jerks then i got 14 burpees and then I pulled up and was like, okay, I'm going to take a couple breaths. And then I got 12 burpees. And then I got six burpees. And then I got two burpees. <laughs> and I got no burpees. And I failed. Uh, brutal workout. So I rewrote it just a little bit. But probably most people will fail it. But I think the cool thing about that workout is it's a really good workout, even if you fail. I did one um, yesterday from Dad Hours when I had my 20 minutes. And it was like... Uh, hey, don't talk about that on here. Um, <laughs> it was like uh, 20, so I scaled it and it was like 10 burpees, um, 10 calories. No, 10 calories, 10 burpees, assault bike, like 10 calories, 10 burpees, 13, 13, 16, 16, um, max, max. But it was like a four minute EMOM. So you do 10 calories, 10 burpees, 10 calories, 10 burpees, then straight away into the next four minutes of. 13, 13, 13, 13, then straight away into the next four minutes of 16, 16, 16, 16, then straight away into max, 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 max. Um, the actual workout was like, I think it was 13 in the first round, 16 in the second round, 20 in the last round, and then max in the, you know, the end bit or whatever. Um, I did 10, 10. I was like, okay, yeah, like, it's fine. And then 13, I was like, man, 16 is going to be pretty hairy. <laughs> I was like, halfway, I was looking at the clock when I stood up after my last like 13th burpee, and I was just like, oh, this is not going to be good. Um, and I did 16 calories, got off the bike at like fucking 54 seconds or something. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, I've got four seconds to recover. And then I did 16 burpees. I stood up my last burpee and it was like 59, 60. And I was like, fuck, I have to get back on the bike. And I had nothing. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll just do as many calories as I can up to like 50 seconds. And then I'll just match that number with burpees. With burpees. I did 10, 10 calories. 
And then I was like, I felt bad about only doing 10, so I did 11 burpees. Um, oh, man, those kind of ones are just... How, like, was there any rest between those four-minute moms, or was no, it straight on? It was straight, straight in, straight in. Wow. That's the thing. That's that's why I pick a dad hours one a week, is because it's just like, it yeah. hammers the shit out of you, and you know it's going to take like 20 minutes. And yeah, it's like, yeah. I've never so, done a 100 burpee box trip over short time, I don't think. Never done that. Done 100 burpee pull-ups, 100 bar facing, 100 to target, 100 regular. I feel like 100 over box is you're just going to get injured. Uh, no. That's you're definitely going to clip like. yourself. What was that no? open workout from 21? Was it 21.2? The dumbbell snatch? The, re- the retest was from 2017 too. Yeah. It was like 15 dumbbell snatch, 15 burpee box jump over, 30, 15. Mm. That was one of the hardest workouts I've ever watched anyone else do. It's the most uncomfortable I've ever felt in a room mm. where a guy was doing that workout and his back was like just Ooh, blowing so out. Pain. Yeah. Shrimp back. Oh, he was like, he was crying. Like we were all like, oh, do we leave or do we like, is it worse to leave or is it worse to stay and watch this one guy like grind? Because wasn't it a like there was a big time cap on it. It was like go as high as he can basically, wasn't it? Um, uh yeah it was a huge time up i did really uh, well on that oh man it was awful to watch but I, he I, just I, won high rocks dubai and he's going to world championships and he's a fucking animal oh so he's an aerobic beast he just moves like no aerobic. his weightlifting he, he's insane strong like oh, it's, wow. he went from and he moves well yeah yeah he went from like that time he was like scrawny like he could see his ribs like you know like you know nothing mm-hmm. and now he's like you know he's got like lats coming out of his fucking like he's huge and he's strong and he's yeah he's really good so anyways that's all to say i don't know my 100 burpee box jump but on my 100 big blow jobs over for times but i did really well in that workout i think i was like 13th in the open in that workout so i I like burpee box jump overs but i will not be doing 100 for time on the box anytime soon all right Will's like, I got to go, and I'm fucking done with this while me and Peter are just chatting. It's all good, bro. We'll sign off. I have to go and do my um, fake news. I got to go mop the gym floor. Thanks, everyone, for watching. We did two shows at once, hour and 30 minutes. Thanks, oh, for Peter, for coming on. Yeah. Oh, Jeremy Eat World. Hope we answered this question. Thanks, yep, Jeremy, I for the $5. <laughs> You're welcome, Savon. Does that go to Savon? Fuck, dude. Just Venmo me next time. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, tomorrow, coffee pods and wads. What time is that at? Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern. 3 p.m. Eastern. What about, what, about, I, what about what p.m. Ireland? 8. 8 p.m. Ireland. Okay. 8 after p.m. I, Ireland time. After I put the kids to bed. JRL, Peter White on coffee pods and wads tomorrow. Wads, wads, 3 wads, wads, wads. I love it when people do that. Bye.